Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast, who are proudly sponsored by the Insurance Practice. The team at the Insurance Practice specialise in family protection and life insurance. And who better to look after you and your loved ones than fellow Rangers fans? Check out the website at www.theinsurancepractice.co.uk or contact the Gallant Few for more information. Hello and welcome to a new show here on the Gallant Few Rangers podcast called Generation Bear. Uh, each show we will have a guest on to discuss their hero from the generation they started following, the Jers, and who cemented their love for the club. Uh, this could be a player or a manager, and we will also discuss memorable moments on or off the pitch that led to them becoming the hero of each generation bear. My name is Scott Carney and I will be your host for this show. Joining me tonight, it only seemed right that for the first guest of the new show is none other than Mr. Gallanfew himself, Colin McDuff. Hello, Colin. Hi, Scott. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, I'm really excited about this show and these shows coming up. Magic. So, Colin, you have chose the Dutch Dynamo himself, Mr. Ronald De Boer. So just briefly, not giving too much away about the games you've decided to talk about uh, on the show tonight. Why was Ronald De Boer the hero of your generation? So, I think I think like most people, uh, I've I've taken my football influence from my my uncle Gordon. Um, you know, my my dad's followed Rangers since he was a wee boy. Got me into Rangers, but my uncle Gordon was my he was like my go to guy for football and knowledge. Obviously, in the nineties and early two thousands, we didn't really have worldwide access to the Ecuadorian under-15 leagues like we do now. It was very, you know, football came in snippets, for what I remember. And I remember I was only seven, pushing on eight, when Ronald De Boer signed. And I remember my Uncle Gordon being so excited about this. 
And this was around the time I was really starting to get into football. So it's, you know, probably, you know, I'm I'm being led, um, I'm being led into my favourite player at at this point, just because I I knew Uncle Gordon was my football guy. And then when I started watching Rangers games, and it it seemed to be every time I watched Rangers, whether it be highlights or a game in the telly, he just always stood out. He, He was just always doing something and, already had in my head that he he was he was something else and then my earliest memories of watching Rangers are all about Ronald De Boer. Yeah well as I say it was a bit, a bit, I got a bit of a shock when you said De Boer at first mate to be honest because it made me realise that I'm that'll be a bit older than you and I was like De Boer really? You were you, you mentioned that you was you were seven or eight when he signed for um for the club. Um so I'd have been I think I'd have been 12 or 13, so I remember the ball coming as well. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, this is a, it's a, a hell of a signing for Rangers to be making, to be fair. Um, but yeah, that's good. So just before we get started, um, I'll just build you a bit of background on the ball. So he was born on the 15th of May 1978 in the Netherlands and is a twin brother, Frank, both who went on to become for club and country. De Boer was selected for the Ajax Youth Programme in 1983 at the age of 13 and made his professional debut for Ajax in 87. De Boer spent most of his playing career at Ajax, eh, making a total of 307 appearances over two spells at the club, scoring 63 goals, which also included a Champions League winner's medal in 1995. In 1999, De Boer joined Barcelona, but after a less than successful 12 months at the Spanish Giants, De Boer decided to join the Dutch Legion at Rangers under manager Dick Advocat. From 2000 to 2004, he made 129 appearances for Rangers in all competitions, scoring a total of 40 goals. His honours from his time at Ibrox include a League Winners medal, a League Cup medal and two Scottish Cup medals. And of course, he was part of a very, very famous treble winning team in 2002-2003, which, spoiler alert, we may come on to talk about. So, Colin, that is a brief background on De Boer. He, he did no bad, really, didn't he? <laughs> uh, he, he didn't half. Um, I think... I think any any player winning the, the European Cup or Champions League, it's just it's the it's the ultimate prize in football, and to do that and and that team, like obviously I'm too young to remember it, but you look back in the sights of Aaron Seedorf and Edwin Van der Sar, and obviously the two De Boers, and that's they were household names even in the early two thousands, and I just think back like or when I read back in that, I think what what a team that must have been. Can, so obviously you'll remember it more than me. Was was there much excitement from A signing Ronald De Boer and B signing a player for Barcelona? Because I, I can't get my head around the idea that Rangers can sign a first team of Barcelona. At, at the time, it was uh, it was it was huge. There was no doubt it was massive. There was a lot a lot of hype around it. Um all I, I, the most that I remember is people immediately talking about Frank coming at the same time, and at, at one point I think we thought that both the balls were coming. Um, but I mean, during that time, Rangers were signing some incredible players, especially when Dick Advocate first took over. The, the, the players Rangers were signing was it was unbelievable, um, especially players like players like Arthur Newman playing for Rangers. Um, but the ball was. The ball was really hyped up because he came. He came from that kind of the era of when Ajax were probably at the peak of their powers. Um, when Ajax won the Champions League, uh, the Ajax were fantastic at that time. Um, so 
the hype was big, definitely big. I think you're right when I heard he was coming from Barcelona. I think I was even myself, I was even a wee bit took back by it. But the the excitement around him was was big. Uh, and I think it only got bigger the, the kind of closer it came to him coming. Uh so yeah, he was a he was a fantastic player. So what we'll do now, Colin, is we will just jump into the, the matches that you've picked out um, that you have chose the kind of most memorable to you. And as I say, it's kind of cemented your your love for the boy. So we'll just start with the first one. So we'll go to the 26th of November uh, 2000, and it's Rangers v Celtic in the league, Rangers 5, Celtic 1. The starting 11 that day was Kloss, Renner, Conterman, Wilson, Amoruso, Newman, Deboer, Ferguson, Alberts, Miller and Flo. So, apart from the scoreline, Colin, what made this game stand out for you so much? Sorry, when you talk about standing out, I'm just looking at that that team and how out of place did Bert Conterman look in, in that <laughs> day of Rainer, Amoruso, Newman. Even Wilson, did they tell me? So... Again, this is this is one of my, my earlier memories for supporting Rangers. I think I think my earliest memory is the game we won the league at, at Parkhead in the in the nineties, and this is a uh, you know this this time when you're a wee guy, you only really remember the big hyped games or the games you remember seeing on TV. I hadn't been to a game at this point. I remember watching it on telly, and I do, I do remember that. You know, we we'd been scruddy that season, six two at Parkhead. That's that was the same season, and I remember thinking that Rangers like that that wee guy. I, I can't go to my pals if Rangers get get done in again. And I, it's, it's especially in the second half, they were phenomenal. And watching this game back, uh, you know the my my, mem- my memory does serve me well uh, for even being at that age. Rangers were excellent in the second half. Looking back over the highlights, uh, I, I actually forgot he missed a sitter early on. It was a, I find the Celtic keeper and uh, centre half, Rab Douglas, and whoever it was, might, might have been that Tom Boyd. They they just run into each other and the ball goes through and left peg half volley, but it has guys over the bar. I completely forgot about that. But he, he had a part to play and, you know, Quite a few of the goals. So the first, the first uh, goal we had a part to play in was Tori Andrew Andrew Flo's goal for the corner. This is a great ball in. Ronald De Boer takes it for the left hand side. Alberts back post. Uh, who we're going to come on to in a minute. Alberts, Alberts nods it back back post to Tori Andrew Flo. <laughs> it was strange. De Boer actually gets his goal for an Alberts corner, and we're going to talk about a couple of De Boer's header. Headers, um, this is a great ball in for Alberts to the back post again, and De Boer runs in. When people talk about Ronald, ask me about Ronald De Boer, I don't instinctively talk about his aerial ability. I talk about the how clever he was, his touch, how his range of passing. But when people ask me about De Boer goals, I automatically think about the amount of headers he scores because he, he was great in there. And I know that sounds totally contradictory, but. Aye, that was that was an excellent headed goal. So I I think th- this game 
in, in, in particular, I do remember De Boer, Ferguson and Alberts as a three in the midfield being utterly dominant and just playing so well together. You know, like Alberts would be running for deep. Ferguson kind of doing that box-to-box and De Boer was just kind of giving free room to support the striker and be an absolute menace. I think we had a benefit of hindsight when I look back in the highlights and remember what the adults around me, what they were saying at the time. De Boer was at his best when people were, when the players around him could get to his level. And I think, uh, fair to say, maybe taking a bit of time for that to happen. But this game, I think we, I think where the Michael Moles go in particular, Alberts run deep, runs deep to get the ball off Rayner. But as Albert starts running deep, De Boer's already, already running by before yeah. Albert's team gets the ball. Albert's turns, looks up and De Boer's away. And it's just that intelligence, the speed of thought that, you know, it's it, it separates a, a good player to an elite player, just how intelligent they are. I think that was a, the best goal for me as well. So Albert's long ball through, De Boer's already started running and just one touch cross with his left foot in the area. Um, aye, that was... That was a phenomenal game, phenomenal second half in particular. Yeah, very much so. Um, as you mentioned earlier on, Rangers had been scudded earlier on in uh, that season. Um, and Celtic were actually unbeaten coming into this game so far in the season. Um, I think they'd only drawn twice every other game they'd won. Um, but yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, it was a kind of... A, the players in that team is just the beggar's belief sometimes when you think about who, who, who we used to have. I mean, Alberts, Barry, Drenner, I mean, they were all fantastic that day and it's, it's obviously so was De Boer. Uh, I always remember that goal uh, that Barry scored that day and the way he ran away celebrating. I thought that's probably exactly how I would celebrate if I scored a goal against Celtic because he was just looked like a wee boy that had just scored his first ever goal. Uh, I'll never forget, I'll never ever forget that. But yeah, I would I would definitely say that's a that's a that's a good one to be able to fall in love with Rangers with me and fall in love with De Boer. Uh, it was an incredible game. So we'll move on to your second game now, Colin, um that you've wanted to talk about, and it is Rangers v Hibs from the twentieth of May two thousand and one. So the team sheet that day was Kloss, Amoruso, Fidmar, Cornerman, Rixon, Tugai, De Boer. Alberts, Newman, Wallace and Gale. So, Colin, why this game? So this was a game that, you know, I, I, I wasn't at the game. I didn't go to my first game until a wee bit later on and I don't I don't recall it being on telly. I, I, I did watch the highlights. It might have been on telly, but I only remember watching this for the highlights because it's the last game of the season for of what was a pretty poor season and I don't know if it was, I, I didn't realise that George Alberts was leaving right up until people started saying this was his farewell game also you don't really keep on top of the politics and that when you're that age but I, I remember I remember thinking oh this is George Alberts last last game, wow and again the goals for this game I remember watching in the in the highlights just how intelligent Alberts and De Boer and players in this team could be together. So this is another game where De Boer's in, involved in a, a few goals. Rangers going to win 4-0. 
for the for George Albert's penalty, De Boer actually wins it. He's uh, he gets through. The keeper just dives in, and it, it's weird. Like the keeper takes a move, clean wipeout, but De Boer kind of gets up. Just like I knew that was going to happen. It was almost yeah. like he, yeah. he didn't do the usual shouting for a penalty, and he was just like. It was almost as if I absolutely meant that for when I started running. The hammer, he, he puts it bottom left. The the next game, the next goal I remember, similar to what I was saying with the, the 5-1 game, Alberts put, puts a driven ball up to, to Wallace. When Alberts looks up, De Boer starts running and Wallace cuts the ball and the ball and or cuts it back into the ball and it's just a tap in for him. It's just that no one went to it's one thing seeing like two two passes ahead, but oh, if that makes sense for Ronald De Boer is to know where Alberts is going to play the ball into and see that, I think that's just amazing. And I appreciate even more looking back. Um, also, yeah, we got when I'm a wee guy, I'm just like, yeah, De Boer scores again. But when you watch back these highlights, it's it's just such clever football. But probably my favourite goal for Ronald De Boer comes uh, in this game there's a driven ball in for Lorenzo Amoruso and he, at first it maybe looks like a bad touch for De Boer in the chest but I think he means it he chests it to take away for the defender who's up his arse and he takes another touch up and he kind of turns on the volley he's back to go in the penalty box and he turns and just puts the top in and I think that's just again talk about intelligence to to chest the, the ball away for the defender and then the skill, it's there's very few players that could could have done that in, in Scotland and he was winning them. He was he was a Rolls Royce of a player. He really was. The 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 ball in from ammo, the chest, the touch, the turn and volley. I'll let you have it. He's your hero, so I'll say that he definitely meant that touch to, to turn <laughs> to turn on Scotland, of course. But yeah, you're absolutely right. When Alberts and him were on the same page. It was incredible. Alberts is, again, one of the most intelligent footballers I've ever seen in my time following Rangers. Um, he was a big hero of mine, Alberts. And when him and him and Boer linked up especially, it was it was frightening. They were, as you say, when Alberts gets the ball, Boer's already on his way. He knows exactly what's about to happen. He knows the stages of play is going to happen. In terms of being in Scotland, he was light years against ahead, ahead against the defenders that he was, he was kind of playing against. Uh, I that I would agree. It was a weird game that one. Uh, we were very good, but it was the end of an era for, for some players. I say it was Alberts' last. I think Gio left as well. Two guy is also left. Uh, so it was a it was a, a strange day. But again, the ball stands out by a mile. Um, I know. I know. We hindsight now that like on. Reading back on like the advocate era and stuff, that there was maybe a bit of a, an issue between Alberts and advocate, and there was maybe more motive behind football why Alberts was moving on. But I remember watching the highlights this game as a wee guy and just thinking, you know, that young naivety. Why would Alberts want to leave? Like, look at the players we have, and we are Rangers, and you know, you just there's a that childhood innocence, but I just couldn't do that. Like, why is George Alberts leaving? I don't get it. Yeah, hundred percent agree. It was I was I was I was gutted when I heard Alberts was leaving. It was it was heart wrenching. I was like, no, not a hammer. Want a hammer to stay? Uh, Gio went over. I think Van Bronckhorst was always going to go on to do different stuff. 
but I was, especially with Alberts, I thought, no, I wanted him to stay. I wanted him to stay at Rangers forever. But I suppose when these things happen, I think I think obviously all in hindsight, when he comes to McLeish, McLeish might have got a different, even more of a different tune out of Alberts. Not that I, I was never one to criticise Alberts. I was still young, mind you, at the time, but I wasn't ever one to kind of criticise him. Uh, I've never ever criticised the ball, though, so it's quite a good one that you've picked, mate, to be fair. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So we'll move on to the third game that you've picked to speak about today, and it is Rangers v Dynamo Moscow on the 1st of November. 2001. You get something about November, Colin? Oh, there's a few in November here. <laughs> Just noticed that. <laughs> so the team that day was Klaus, Rixon, Moore, Amoruso, Newman, Connerman, Renner, Ferguson, Dubois, Kenija, and Tori Andre Flo. So, Colin, I, when you first sent this over to me, at first I was, I was like, don't, this game's not, it's not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell. Soon as I looked up the um, the highlights for the game, the red strip, I was like, oh, aye. I remember what game you're talking about. So what's your reasons for picking this game? So this is quite a bizarre backstory. Right? So this is another game that I remember I didn't watch on telly at the time. And I don't know if it was on telly or not, but I remember 1st of November, me and my pals were collecting Bonniewood. All right? And I remember... Each year we take turns to go in and check the score, the Rangers. Um, I, I don't know if like, it was until it might have been all my mum was just watching EastEnders or whatever and I wasn't allowed to watch it. But I remember going in and like one of us would be asking like, or oh, listen to the radio like, or like, what's the score? And at this point in time, all my pals were Barry Ferguson daft. You know, they were all, and I was the only one that had the boer in my back of my step. Um, and I was kind of with my my debur, um, my debur step <laughs> uh, that night underneath my jumper. And I remember why my pals come out, it's just like, oh, that stranger scored Ronald debur. And I started swagging about like Connor fucking McGregor, honestly, as if it was me that had scored. And I was pure girls, just like, I tell you, debur's a man. And I just remember. I don't know why, if it was maybe get one up my pals, I tell you, the Bears a better player, whatever. Just remember being so, so chuffed that Ronald De Bear has scored for Angels. The first I seen any of this game uh, was like, I think I was having my dinner the next night and it was on the, the like the six o'clock news or whatever, and it was like, oh, Rangers beat 
Dynamo Moscow four one, and the highlight they showed was the Boer pegging the that the Russian midfielder just turning and playing the ball into Tori Andrew four to I think this was for the third goal, and I was just like, oh, it's my it's my guy the Boer again. He's just he's unplayable. Um, but yeah, probably a bit of a weird reason to pick this game, but I just remember day two day has been so chuffed. Yeah, I. I remember watching the, the 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 highlights back myself. I think I'll, I'll again caught it on uh, the news. I don't ever sit remember watching that game, and I remember I'd say it was just the red strip. I remember the red strip. It's a bit much of a collector's item now. I suppose that strip. I don't think we used it very often. It was well, maybe only a couple of times we used it that season. Anyway, no, it's a, uh, a strip you forget about, isn't it? It's... Yeah, the the pitch that night though was absolutely shocking. Uh, it was unbelievable, and you can see it in the 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 one that the ball sets up. Is it Loving Cans? I think he sets up. Oh no, it's for Flo. It was he four. sets up for Andrew Flo. The way he turns, but even as he turns, the ball doesn't go anywhere, and he's got to adjust his feet. He's just his feet to get to get away with it. But when you've got class like that, I suppose you can play on any pitch. It doesn't really matter what what pitch you're on. So we'll just move on then to your next game. So this is from the League Cup semi-final in 2003 and it's Rangers v Hearts Rangers winning 1-0 now I'll be honest Colin I don't remember this game at all not even slightly and I struggled to find sort of any sort of decent highlights for it so this one's pretty much on you mate so why <laughs> <laughs> why this game so you're absolutely spot on this is not a memorable memorable game by any means if anybody's looking for the highlights of this it's about uh, on YouTube, there's first to fifty. There's first to fifty. The Rangers treble winning season, the one that Derek Johnson um, he he presented. It's yeah. about twenty minutes in to part two of that. <laughs> if anybody's looking for the highlights, <laughs> and the only highlight of this game is the actual goal. So the reason I picked this shot, this was my first ever Rangers game. And I remember I'd been chatting the bit to go to a game, and my dad eventually told me he got tickets. I stayed just in the in the road for Hamden. I grew up just in the road for Hamden, but fifteen minute walk. So this was my first ever game, and it was a really it was a freezing February night. But it's I just I wasn't bothered at all. I was there seeing Rangers, and this was. You know, on the back of winning the the two cups the season before, we didn't had any win the league. But Rangers, well, even at this point, Rangers were phenomenal. I know it was neck and neck for the league throughout, and but it, it just felt like that this Rangers team could, for me in the eyes of, eyes of a ten year old, this Rangers team could do anything. And there was me going to see them in the flesh for the first time. I mean, it was it was like destiny. Who got the goal that night? Ronald De Boer. Neil McCann picking up the ball, kind of um, deep into the deep into the hearts, uh, the hearts half around the halfway line. It just drives forward, and it's a brilliant ball. And Rickson makes a really, really good run to the back post for deep. Neil McCann finds him, and it's really clever for Rickson. He's seen. He's seen De Boer making a late run, so instead of heading it towards goal, Rickson heads it back to the six-yard box and De Boer just taps in with his head. Another headed goal, but again, I think it's more just the timing of the run because he, he was good at that, De Boer. You know, he didn't, he didn't have pace, so you'd think oh, he's not got pace, so try and make an early run. 
but he held off and he held off. He'd done it time and time again, letting defenders run and see where they were going and then running into space that was left. And that's what he's done for this game. And I, I left beaming, um, absolutely beaming that night, thinking that uh, my dad's got me a ticket for the semi-final. With, uh, that, he must get me a ticket for the final then, but it was against Celtic and they were like gold dust, so there was no chance I was <laughs> no chance I was getting getting a ticket for that. But I what what a season to get my first game in and Ronald De Boer and Barry Ferguson were phenomenal this season. I know we've got spoiler we will the the last game will be a game from this season, but even at this point, when we talk about players getting to De Boer's level and allowing De Boer to do his best, Barry Ferguson reached his level. That year, I think if we're being absolutely fair, Barry Ferguson was the best player in Scotland that year. But De Boer was a a close second, and they were they just connected. And it was people talked about Ferguson having the single best midfield season in recent history. But I think it's the best midfield pairing in recent history for Rangers. Yeah, I would I would hundred percent agree. Um, that Colin, I think. Uh, the ball that season, McLeish got a tune out of him um, that Advocate had failed to do. Uh, whether there was a way Advocate played, I'm not sure, or the kind of unrest that there seemed to have been in the, the changing room at the time. The ball was almost like a new man, I think, that season. Uh, he's some, of, some of his, his play was brilliant. As you say, he wasn't blessed with blistering pace. But his movement off the ball, his intelligence was just incredible. And as I say, Barry Ferguson for probably this season and the following season, um, was the best midfielder in the world in my eyes. Barry, again, was just, he was incredible. So, yeah, you just mentioned it there that the, the last game we're going to come to, Colin, is again from this season. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you can guess what one we're just about to speak about. So it's from the 25th of May 2003, Rangers 6, Dunfermline 1. The team that day was Kloss, Rickson, Moore, Amoroso, Newman, Ferguson, Arteta, Kanija, Deboer, Moles and Avaladze, McCann and Thompson coming on from the bench. So why this game, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> no, and you and I spoke uh, last night before we, like, as we were doing the, the prep for this show and we were both mm-hmm. saying how just get goosebumps watching back and this sounds so stupid, but even Arteta's penalty, I still get nervous. You know, I, I know <laughs> I know how it ends. I know I know we win the game and win the league. But it's just oh the nerves you get when seeing him making that run up. It's just remembering it and I remember this game clear as day. Um <laughs> it was quite funny. Just another bizarre backstory. My my dad and my uncle, they were in, they were abroad. Um I find they'd booked a, a weekend away with whoever and they were in Amsterdam they watched this in Amsterdam so I um, I was left with my ma for the weekend and my, my, my ma's family were all Celtic fans um, you know that's um, I, I, I had a rough gig uh, growing up at my ma's family's party um, so went up to my uncle's to watch it um, my Celtic support my uncle and his two Celtic mad boys and I got sent to the back room with I mean, it's 2003, like, this before the big, like, everybody had a 50-inch telly. This was, like, a 12-inch shiter in this wee box room. I felt like Harry Potter, man, honestly, just sent to fucking Coventry to watch this with my Todd. Um, 
but nonetheless, what what a game, what a time I had watching this game. Uh, this game for me, Scott, it, it rolled everything that Rangers had done well that year into the one game. There's it was a sub, sublime performance by everybody on the park in, in my eyes. Um, even even Stefan Kloss pulled off a wonder save. You know, he's probably somebody that didn't get a credit that season because we were scoring for fun, but ah, uh, it's everybody done their done their job and they played so well. This is another game De Boer is involved in so many goals. So the first one, it's a it, it's a driven ball in for Lorenzo Amoruso and a player's up his ass. But he just manages to get the turn. And we talk about that intelligence again uh, they had with Alberts. Claudio Kinija was, he must have been about fucking 92 at this stage of his career, but he was <laughs> yeah. still such a... And we, we all know like uh, him and Maradona um, were maybe the healthiest of athletes, you know, so what he put his body through, but to, Kinija had a great season this year and it's just how how intelligent he was. So this was another player who got only the Boer's level. As soon as the Boer gets the ball, Kinija starts running into space. The Ronald the Boer barely has to look up and he plays the ball in Kinija, who who plays it to was it Moles? Moles, yeah. yeah. The Moles Moles was the first goal and it was an easy pass, but that was just great link up with it too. The second goal, and again, I, I think Rickson has to get a lot of, a lot of credit here, but just su- such cl- clever thinking for the ball. He's, he's on the right-hand side of the byline. This is a game he just, he had that free room. Barry would do the, the kind of box-to-box, a lot of dirty work, and the ball would just move left to right to centre and pick up the ball in dangerous areas. He, areas. He's on the right byline, and it's a it's a one-two with Rickson and he, he he plays it perfectly. Rickson has to run on and he he does slide in to get the cut back and then Kinija again with that goal. Uh, the next goal he's involved in it's it's actually it's actually a Debeur header again. It's how many you know that's a three three headed goals in five games we spoke about and yeah. uh, another great ball in for, for Neil McCann. And I've got to in my notes here, it's like, it's not the first thing I think about when somebody asks me about Ronald De Boer, but I, it's just, he was such a rounded player. Apart from pace, right, but just such a rounded player. You don't really think you too many technically gifted players who are so dominant in the air, especially in the opposition box. So the sixth goal, it's a, a tetris penalty. It actually comes for a 1-2 with De Boer and McCann again. And perfectly weighted pass into Neil McCann, who, who runs on at pace, and the defender has to make a decision: let McCann through and leave him one and one with the keeper, or bring him down. And again, it's just such, uh, such a great pass and just a great eye. Um, also, we know what happens: Arteta takes the penalty and and wins the, wins the Does. league that year. Aye, aye, that's, um, I know we talk about Barry Ferguson uh, in that 5-1 game running away like a wee boy, but uh, like, I don't know if Arteta was like a disabled rapper or something. Like, I don't know what he was doing <laughs> that game, but I'll let him off because it was such an important goal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an out-and-out 
classic of a game. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt we'll ever see something like that again in in our lifetime. Winning the league by one goal in the end, as you say, the ball was great that day. I think the whole team was great that day. It was one of them one of them games that you feel that everything was just falling into place. Uh, for Rangers, it just seemed that it was going to happen. I, I I can't remember where I watched it. I'm pretty sure that was in my cousin's house. I seem to watch all the kind of games at my cousin's house. Uh, I don't remember fully. I'm pretty sure we were there. He'll tell me, I'm sure. Uh, but as you say, there's some of the play from the ball was fantastic that day. Uh, shout out to Amaruso, though, for the determination for the cross uh, to get to, to Shorter, who's nearly lying on the ground by the time that he heads that <laughs> ball home. Uh, as I said, De Boer makes his mark for the fourth with what seems to have come a, a kind of signature header from him to, to finish up on 20 goals for the season for De Boer, which is absolutely fantastic. He is the the highest goal scorer for Rangers that season. Uh, does he win? Does he score most goals that season? Uh, he's actually, I've, yeah. I've got this written down because it just sums up, you know, Rightly so, Barry Ferguson and Ronald De Boer get the majority of the credits for this season. But you look at the goal tally, Ronald De Boer was top goal scorer in 20. Then it was Barry Ferguson in 18. And Adelazi in 16. Michael Moles in 14. Kenny Jr in 12. So many okay. players just chipping in with that amount of goals. It's unreal. So as you say, uh, by the time we got to 5-1, Rangers had scored 100 goals. And of course, Arteta's famous penalty makes it six one to Rangers. And then there's that weird wee the wee part as full time whistle goes and Ibrooks wants to jump into party time, but we need to wait for the full time whistle to come. Uh, a few minutes later the full time whistle comes from the Celtic game and Rangers are champions. The only downside I would think to that season really is that strip. I hated it. I know. It was horrible. Not a Rangers strip. Just not a Rangers strip. No, it's there was uh, that was an absolute shock. I had that strip and I had the burn in the back of it as well. Um, and I, it was a horrible home strip. But I tell you what, I loved that orange kit that we had that year. That was yeah. um, that kind of uh, made up for it. Exactly, mate, exactly. And it also led to the best post-match interview I've ever seen in my life from Chris Sutton. It was fantastic. And sometimes when I'm feeling down, I'll put that on just to give myself a wee cheer up. <laughs> and that's us, Colin. That's us finished your games that you were to speak about with Ronald De Boer and what a game to finish on. Uh, so I think it is clear to see why Ronald De Boer is your hero, Colin. He's a very impressive, very inferential player, especially under McLeish in the 0-2-0-3 season. We may not have had the ball at the peak of his powers, or he wasn't even at his very best the majority of the time he was at Ibrooks, but he was truly a world-class footballer. I suppose we're only right that he played for the most successful team in football during his career, eh, mate? Absolutely. It was just a, a, a fitting club for uh, such a talented player. You said world-class there, and I, I genuinely, and obviously... <laughs> Disclaimer, I am very biased towards Ronald De Bull, in case you haven't guessed so far. But I think he he is the last world last player to be world class while playing in Scotland. Celtic fans would argue Henrik Larson and you know it's I don't want to spend too much time on that because it's them, but 
I there's no dispute in he was, but I think he he went up to that level when he went to Barcelona. I think while playing in Scotland, Ronald De Boer was uh, the last player to be world class. Yeah, I would 100 percent agree with that. When when De Boer left, I, I think that was the the last truly world class player Rangers have have ever had. So if you would like to appear on the show, just get in touch with us via social media pages of. Uh, and of course, if you get any feedback at all, it'd be great to hear your insight, uh, be it good or bad. If you enjoyed the show, please like, comment and subscribe on Apple, Acast and YouTube. So it's just time for me to thank Colin for allowing me to do this show and for being my guest. So thank you, Mr. Gallant Few. Scott, thanks very much for having me on for the for the pilot show. Um, I'll, I, as I said, I was buzzing doing the, the prep for this and it was... I sorry if the inner seven year old <laughs> in me came out, but it's I just love talking about this time and that player in general. So thanks for having me on. No, it's been great. Thanks very much, mate. And last by no means least, thank you all for listening. I've been your host, Scott Carney. Join us again soon for another generation bear. We are the people. <laughs>